after an embarrassing loss to the Cleveland Doodoo Browns. The Steelers are back to their winning ways with a 16-10 win over the Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah. We are back. <laughs> you better know that. Uh, huh? You said what? We can't celebrate a win over 0-10 team? No. I mean, a W is a W. You're kind of right. It was a horrifyingly horrible game. Okay, well, on this episode, we'll talk about the happenings of this 16 to 10 win over the Cincinnati practice squad Bengals. We'll break down some of the horrifyingly statistical happenings, and then we'll move on to the Doodoo Browns on this episode of Balls Don't Lie. Let's go! Welcome to Balls Don't Lie. I am your host, A-N-T-O-N Anton. The Steelers get another W. 16 to 10 over the Cincinnati practice squad Bengals. It wasn't pretty. Some things happened though. I think we got a quack quack in the lineup. It looked like a couple guys actually said we're going to have a running game today. And the defense does what it does. But it was against the practice squad Bengals. So how do you celebrate that? Well, we're going to try to find a way to do that. (laughs) We're going to try to find a way to do that. But before we get to all that, like always, please follow us on Twitter at Balls Don't Lie Pod. That is Balls with a Z. Wherever you listen to podcasts, please like, share, subscribe. Follow and heavy instant, <clears throat> excuse me, heavy emphasis on the share. There is a link in the description if you would like to leave a voicemail to leave a comment, a question, or all out displeasure. Do what you feel, but please interact with us on this show. All right, enough of that. The Steelers march into Cincinnati, heavily shorthanded, obviously no Ben. They're out James Conner. Juju is out. Marquise Pouncey is serving a two-game suspension. And we're relying on some guys that I've never heard of. And trust me, I know my squad. I've never heard of these guys. Deion Kane. Harith White. Who the heck are these guys? Well, you might know them after that game. Because they actually contributed to this W. The defense did what it did. The 
Bengals actually put up a good fight early, all the way up until the waning moments until the defense stepped up. But something happened in this game. After an abysmal first half by the starting quarterback, Mason uh, Rudolph, the red-nosed quarterback, Mike Tomlin makes a decision at halftime. A decision that most of Steelers nation has been clamoring for. Probably for the last, let's say, two weeks. Yeah, probably two weeks. Shoot, ever since the Charger game. We didn't want Mason back. We wanted to keep in the duck man. Mr. Quack Quack. Mr. Devlin Hodges, the duck. He has. (laughs) 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 This is crazy. This season has been nuts, y'all. I was trying to keep it together through all that. Listen, we are in such desperation for a good quarterback play that we are clamoring for a quarterback, a third string quarterback to play. Devlin Hodges. Nobody knew this guy before this season. I still can't tell you what college he played at. I know he put up numbers there. He put up heck of a numbers heck of numbers up there but I still can't tell you where that is (laughs) but this guy he came in the second half and he made a few plays enough for us to secure the W the big play to James Washington over the middle which surely will be on an NFL top 10 plays of the week list due to the stiff arm the DB falling on his ass and the touchdown 79 yards (laughs) yes sir we will take that we will take that Devlin Hodges he didn't play well guys he didn't play well. He finished 5-4-11 with, uh, I believe, 109 yards and a touchdown. Maybe that's because he didn't get any reps in practice. Maybe it's because he's just a third-string quarterback. But all we know is every time he gets on the field, good things kind of happen. Whether it be ugly or pretty, good things seem to happen. In the game against Baltimore, when Mason Rudolph gets knocked out like one of Tyson's first opponents in the first round, Devlin Hodges comes in and goes to work. More than likely would have secured the W if not for a fumble by Juju 
Smith-Schuster. Only to come in the next game on the road against the L.A. Chargers. Still weird to say that. L.A. Chargers and what I guess was kind of a home game since the Stiller Nation traveled so well and showed up in that stadium, but he put up a winning performance only for Mason Rudolph to wake up from his slight coma and get the starting nod for the next, I believe, three games. So it's three games. Yeah, I believe three, three games, three and a half. And essentially, still stink up the joint. When he got knocked out, he made the best pass. Sorry, I'm trying to I'm trying to to muscle through this one. When he got knocked out, that was one of his best plays, though. It was unfortunate. (laughs) I'm not laughing. (laughs) When he got knocked out, it was the best play up until that point that he ever made. And we were hoping he would build on that. But things have been a little rough. Five interceptions the last two weeks. Obviously an abysmal performance against the Cleveland Doodoo Browns. I'm going to always say it that way. So Mike Tomlin yanking him at halftime since he was going eight for 16, 98 yards. I think 38 of it on a long pass to one of the unknown players I previously spoke about, Deion Kane, who made a combat catch, which I have to give him a... Yeah. Gotta give, gotta give him some love for that because we haven't had a lot of combat catches this season. So shout out to you, Kane. But 38 yards of the 60 that Mason Rudolph threw for came on that pass. And then he throws an interception in the red zone. And that was pretty much his ticket to the bench, in my opinion, and I'm sure in Mike Tomlin's opinion. They needed a spark. And Devlin was there to provide. We also got great contributions from the bench. Mr. Benny Snell comes back off the injury list and gives us a nice, a nice game. 21 carries, 98 yards. We'll take that in comparison to what we've been getting all season long from our running game. As I watched him run, there were opportunities that he missed There was times that he just felt like he had to run directly into the pile when there was definitely a cutback lane or a bounce out lane that he could have took or opted to take, but he did it. But there was also runs where he did hit those holes and he did run hard, get a few extra yards, 
And I like that. We also got contributions from another guy named Kareth White. Now, while I was watching this game, my first question that I put on Twitter is, who is this white guy? (laughs) Who is this white guy? Because he busted off a couple nice runs that had me rather impressed. I haven't seen some speed and elusiveness like his in a while. He's a different runner. I'm kind of hoping to see more of this guy. At least let him get an opportunity. We have a lot of bruising backs. You know, Benny Snell, Trey Edmonds, even James Cotter. These are heavy, put the shoulder pads squared, north and south, and run, guys. Jalen Samuels, just not, he's not all that dynamic in the run game. He's good at catching out of the backfield. But just the run game, he's just not all that dynamic. So I'm hoping this Kareth White character gets in and uh, maybe is a nice change of pace for the running game. It would be nice. It would be nice. But we'll see. Overall, it just wasn't a very beautiful game. It just wasn't. At times, I sat there like, why am I watching this? Why am I watching this? Matter of fact, I said that all the way up until the James Washington touchdown. Hold on, one more shout out to James Washington. One more shout out. Because it was oh so beautiful. Duck to Washington. But... Yeah, it was just not very much going on. Not much. This game doesn't give me much hope for the future of this season, to be honest. Can we go next week and beat Cleveland? Yeah, we could. But I don't have a lot of... I shouldn't say that. My hope and faith never goes away. But it leaves a lot to question, like, how is it going to happen? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, how is this actually going to happen? Because a lot of things has to happen for this W to be secured next week. I really don't know. I just don't know. The critics more than likely are going to say no. to a W next week. It's just what it's going to be. Just don't. I don't really get it. So, um, I guess I, I guess I'll take a break. But I want to break down one thing uh, on the other side of the break that just illustrates how ugly this game was. All right, and then we'll talk about moving to Cleveland, and then we'll get out of here. All right, I'll holler back at you on the other side of this break. Balls don't lie. Let's go. Welcome back to Balls Don't Lie. All right, let me paint this picture for you. How ugly this game was. So the first half, 
There was a total of 12 drives. 12. Out of those 12 drives, there were eight punts, three by the Steelers, four by the Bengals. There was one touchdown by Cincinnati, one field goal by Pittsburgh, and one interception. And one drive was just to kneel it down and let the halftime come. Trash. Second half, 15 drives. Another eight punts. (laughs) Four by the Steelers, four by Cincinnati. One touchdown by Pittsburgh. Three field goals. Three field goals, two by Pittsburgh and one by Cincinnati, and two fumbles by Cincinnati. So that means there's a total of 27 drives, 16 punts. Let's see, four. Let's say four field goals, two touchdowns. Three turnovers. And I sat through it all. My eyeballs hurt. My eyeballs are hurting. The game was awful. It's one of the most boring games that I've watched. Only rivaled by last year's Super Bowl. (laughs) Hello. Yeah, it was one of those games. I don't really have... I don't know what to think about the Steelers right now. On one hand, I'm excited about the future. And when I say future, I mean 2020. On the other hand, I'm very worried about what happens the rest of this year. Because theoretically... If the Steelers had any sort of offense, when I say any, I mean just a mid-level, mid-level offense, a top, matter of fact, a top 20 offense, just a top 20 offense, I think we'll be hands down a playoff team. When you have Cleveland still on your schedule, you got Arizona. Buffalo is apparently good. I want to say they're just Buffalo, but apparently they just keep winning. So I'm going to give them the benefit of doubt and say they're good. And then we have um, the Jets, who are not very good, though they did just put a, the smackdown on Oakland, who everybody was kind of high on so but still they're like four and seven or three and seven or something then we have the vaunted Baltimore Ravens who Ravens who are absolutely annihilating the Rams as we speak 
but that's like three to four easy W's. Shouldn't say easy, but where we should be favored to win. But our offensive situation is not good. Now, maybe we can get um, Juju back this week. I'm not sure about Connors, but maybe. And that could help. But can Duck take us to the promised land? And what I mean by promised land is actually the playoffs. I'm not thinking about mm, Super Bowl. Yeah, okay. Not thinking about that. Matter of fact, forget all that. Don't even, don't even listen to me no more. We're on to Cleveland. Can the Duck beat Cleveland at home? In Pittsburgh. Trust me. That will be a sight to behold. It will be a sight to behold. But I don't see how we're going to do it unless the defense jumps back in time to about three or four weeks ago and get four turnovers. If the running game is working like it did this week, it's possible. I think Devlin could operate out of the play action rather well. But coaching staff, you got to put a hell of an offensive game plan together. You really do. You really do. You don't have Miles Garrett knocking down your door this week, this coming week. So maybe, maybe the Alejandro Villanueva will be all right on that left side. Maybe the rest of the line will block it up and won't, you know, collapse like they did last time they played the Browns. It was all bad. (laughs) It was all bad. But we'll see. We'll see. I want to celebrate this W we just got, but it's hard for me to celebrate it. I'm just being honest. I'm glad we're sitting at six and five because it's better than six, five and six. It is. <clears throat> All the things that this team has been through, six and five, yes. I love it. But we got to finish it out. I don't want them to finish the season with six wins. No, not seven. We need nine or ten. Nine or ten. We can do it. Don't know how we're going to do it. But we can do it. We're in the inside. Inside track. We hold our destiny in our own hands. Let's go, Steelers. Let's go. Show me the way. Show me the way. I got faith in Mike Tomlin. I got faith in him. Bring us home. Bring us home. (laughs) All right. Other than that, I don't really have much more. Um, I kind of wish I would have recorded this yesterday. But, you know, things happen. The Steelers are back on the winning streak. One, (laughs) let's make it two next week. But until then, keep the faith. 
Stay still or strong. Here we go, Stillers Nation. Here we go. Let's keep riding. All right. Once again, like always, please follow us on Twitter at Balls Don't Lie Pod. That is Balls with a Z. Wherever you listen to podcasts, please like, share, subscribe, follow. Please, (laughs) please share and follow. Our listens are going up. I want them to continue to do that. I more than anything want feedback from you guys to know how we're actually doing. What you want us to change or what you like what we we should keep should we bring back some old things we used to do whatever it is holla at us leave a voicemail show love alright like I always say the balls bounce roll and fly but for damn show the balls don't lie Neither do I, and neither does that regular Stevens guy. You better know that. I holler.